I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check It Inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to Jesus. I want to welcome you to another podcast where I'll be bringing words and teachings that will inspire you and transform your life. But before we start, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you. We honor you. We adore you. We thank you because you are Lord, you are God, you are King. Lord, we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit. Our hearts and our minds are open to receive your engrafted word with faith and with meekness. And we know that our lives will never be the same again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus Christ came to this world for a reason. Hallelujah. When Jesus came, he came for a reason. The Bible says for this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. That he might destroy the works of the devil. In the beginning, if you go back to the book of Genesis, the Bible talked about how God created man in his image and after his likeness and gave him dominion. Hallelujah. He gave man dominion. Man was in charge. Adam was in charge. Adam had dominion. And I've explained this before. I think at this point we should go there. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Image and likeness. Image and likeness. He has to look like us and he has to function like us. Hallelujah. And you know, Man was the only being that was created in the image and likeness of God. No other being, not even the angels. Hallelujah. And not only that, he says, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 
Hallelujah. Let man have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle in the fields, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Hallelujah. And in verse 27, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Hallelujah. So after God did that, he gave man dominion. Now, he was to have dominion over the creeper, the fishes of the sea. And I've explained this before. When he talked about the fishes of the sea, make no mistakes about Don't think about the, the catfish or the shark or whichever what fish do you have. Don't, when he talks about the fish of the sea, those should not be the first that comes to your mind. Why? Because man never had problems with the fishes in the sea. Hallelujah. Man didn't have problems with them. Hallelujah. After the fall of Lucifer from heaven, he fell with one third of the angels that were in heaven. Hallelujah. One third of them fell with him. And when they fell, they occupied different areas on the earth, different realms. Hallelujah. Some decided to stay in the sea. Hallelujah. Those are the ones that became the mermaids. You know, when you see those uh, mythical figures, the mermaids and all that, like that children's movie they made, The Little Mermaid, those things exist, but they are demons. They are spirit beings. So where they rested was in the sea. So you see the image of half human, half fish. Hallelujah. And then there were those that settled in the the fields. You see half human, half cow, or half human, half lion, all those kind of creatures, those things that the people worshipped. Those beings exist. They are the terrestrial beings. Terrestrial spirits, they settled in the fields. And then there are the ones who settled in the air. Hallelujah. They are the ones who settled. The Bible calls them the prince of the power of the air. And he called them to the birds in the air. You see them, some half human, half eagle. Or you see the body of a human being and uh, the head of a bird. And like in ancient Egypt, they worshipped gods like that. These are the demons that settled in these different areas. Hallelujah. Because they were cast down from heaven. And so when Adam was created, God gave him dominion to be in charge over every being, including these spirits, including these spirits that stayed in the air, in the land, in the sea. He said, let him have dominion. Hallelujah. So Adam was created to be superior to Satan and his cohorts. And Satan didn't like that. I mean, he had been, he was created long, long before man. 
At one point, he was an archangel, the highest ranking angelic being. He had his own throne. Hallelujah. A high-ranking officer. In fact, after God, he was the next highest-ranking officer. In that dispensation. But he became proud and wanted something more that he wasn't given. And God cast him down. So he now was angry. How could God take somebody and put in his place? So he started plotting a way to take back the position, to take over from Adam to be the next highest ranking officer. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Because Adam, after God, the next highest ranking officer was Adam before the angels. Because Adam was made in the image and likeness of God. And God made him to have dominion. Hallelujah. But Lucifer couldn't take it. So he had to plot a means. And through the deception, he deceived Eve. And Eve gave, gave the fruits to Adam to eat. And by Adam eating from that fruit, even though he knew the consequences of his actions, he did it, and by so doing, he willfully gave his position over to Lucifer. And Adam lost his dominion. He lost his authority. And Satan became in charge. That was when Satan became the God of this world. Hallelujah. And not long after, the world began to feel the impact That was where the earthquakes began. That was where the, the volcanoes and all those things, that's where it started. Natural disasters. That's where it started. Because of the God of this world. That's where sickness started. Death started. Because Adam gave his position willfully to the devil. Hallelujah. But then God had a better plan. He had a plan. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, who didn't come from the lineage of Adam. He sent him to come to this world. Hallelujah. As a human being, just like the first Adam. Because the blood of Adam was not flowing in his veins. Lucifer couldn't exact upon him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when Jesus came, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So everywhere he went, he was spoiling the plans of the enemy. He was spoiling. Satan will afflict somebody with sickness. Expecting the person to die, Jesus will go and heal the person. Satan will afflict somebody with demons, expecting the person you know, to run mad and you know stay in that state until the person dies. Jesus will go and cast out the demons. Everywhere he went, he was spoiling the plans of the enemy. And so Satan came up with an idea. Well, why don't we just eliminate this guy? 
Why don't we take him out? If we take him out, then everything will go back to normal. And then we can continue dominating as we've been doing. The worst mistake that he made. And he went on to kill Jesus. But the Bible says, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and dies first, it abides alone. <laughs> Glory to God. What the devil didn't know is that if you kill Jesus, he is not just a stone. He is not, a, he's not just a stone. He is actually a seed. If you kill him and you bury him, he's going to come back. And when he comes back, he's not going to come alone. He's going to come with many more just like him. Hallelujah. But the devil didn't know because he's stupid. And Jesus was killed. He was crucified. He was buried. And the Bible says on the third day, he rose again. But this time around, it was different. And he told the, the, his disciples, he says, I'm going to my father and your father. The scripture in John chapter 3 and verse 16 says it all. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When he's talking about everlasting life, he's not just talking about living forever. He's talking about what is called Zoe in the Greek, which means the life of God, the life and nature of God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, that he is a son of God and that he died for you and he was raised from the dead for your justification. Once you believe that, believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth, you are saved and that life comes in you. So just the way Jesus is having dominion like the first Adam had, you also have dominion. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's why if you go to the book of Mark chapter 16, from verse 17, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 16 from verse 17. He says, And these signs shall follow them that believe those ones that are believing the believing ones those that believe in jesus as lord and savior of their lives these signs shall follow them now guess the first thing he said he said in my name shall they cast out devils in other words in my name in the name of jesus they will exercise dominion over the birds of the earth the cattle on the fish on the on the fields the fish in the sea and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth those that believe in jesus they've received that dominion again what adam lost we have received we that believe in jesus hallelujah glory to god what adam lost we have received hallelujah now I tell you what, the devil does not like you as a child of God. Not just you, 
any human being generally he doesn't want anyone moving forward he doesn't like people making progress he doesn't like it hallelujah when you hear that phrase the enemy of progress satan is the number one enemy of progress hallelujah so he will do anything to stop you from moving forward from making progress if you are not born again well there's nothing you can do if satan is fighting you he will overcome you he will overpower you hallelujah but guess what if you have received jesus as your lord and your savior you have received dominion hallelujah so you become stronger than every opposition that you face hallelujah glory to jesus so all you need basically is to understand how to exercise authority over the forces of darkness that's what you need to understand how do i exercise authority how do i exercise dominion yes you have been given dominion but how do i use it it's just like somebody gives you a gun and says use this gun to defend yourself if you don't know how to use the gun you could be killed hallelujah so it's one thing to have dominion is another thing to use the dominion that you have hallelujah glory to jesus he says in my name shall they cast out devils what are the devils there for why do we need to cast devils out because they stand to oppose us hallelujah they stand to oppose us hallelujah glory to god they stand to hinder praise god the bible says in the book of mark chapter 11 look at this same mark chapter 11 reading from verse 22 glory to God hallelujah glory to Jesus and Jesus answering saith unto them have faith in God hallelujah faith is important faith is important hallelujah glory to God faith is more like absolute trust in God absolute God said that I believe it and that settles it hallelujah then he says for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain this opposition this enemy of progress be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith. whosoever shall say to this mountain go be removed hallelujah glory to god so what does he expect us to expect us to do 
to exercise dominion, we have to speak. We have to issue commands. Hallelujah. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse 4, he said, where the word of the king is, there is power. There is power in your word as a child of God. You have power, but you have to speak. You have to exercise that power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Listen, after the fall of Adam, that dominion was lost. But when Jesus came and did what he did, his death, burial, and resurrection, it was restored. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It was restored. Now we have dominion again and we can exercise authority. We can use that dominion today. Hallelujah. One day Jesus was with his disciples in a, in a boat. And the Bible says there was a storm. In the book of Mark chapter 4, there was a storm and the storm was raging. And the Bible says water began to get into the boat to the extent that there was so much water in the boat. But Jesus was somewhere sleeping. And they ran and they called him and said, Master, don't you care that we perish? And Jesus got up. He said, oh, you of little faith. And then the Bible says, he commanded there to be peace. Peace be still. And instantly the place was calm. Because Jesus knew that that storm was stirred up by demonic forces. Because he was going to the other side where he was going to deliver that madman of Gadarenes. So they saw that he was coming. They tried to stop him. They tried to oppose him. They tried to hinder his journey. They tried to hinder his journey. How often are we hindered in our walk with God? By opposing forces. Hallelujah. I want us to read the book of Acts. I want to show you something. Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. And I'm reading from verse. From verse 3. Hallelujah. Now this was one of the journeys of Paul. Okay. Praise God. Now, they, they wanted to sail. This was when they were on their way to Rome. Okay, let me read from verse 1. I think from verse 1 will make sense. From verse 1. Acts chapter 27 from verse 1. Hallelujah. Watch this, watch this, watch this. And when it was determined that we should sail into Italy, their plan was to sail to Italy. They delivered Paul and setting other prisoners unto one named Julius, a centurion of Augustus' band. Now, Paul was a prisoner at this time and he was being taken to Rome. But Paul wasn't bothered because he had something else in his mind. 
he was going to preach to, to the Caesar. He was going to bring the gospel to Caesar. That was his mission. Hallelujah. Verse 2, And entering into a ship of Adramethium, we launched meaning to sail by the coast of Asia. One Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, being with us. Hallelujah. So remember, the intention was to sail to Italy. And then they decided to pass through the coast of Asia. They wanted to sail along the coast of Asia to get to Italy. Verse 3, And the next day we touched at Sidon, and Julius cautiously, courteously entreated Paul and gave him liberty to go on to his friends to refresh himself. Verse 4, this is the main one. And when we had launched from thence, we sailed under Cyprus. Not because that's where we wanted to go. Not because that's how we planned to go. We sailed under Cyprus because the winds were contrary. The winds were contrary. Hallelujah. Not because they wanted to sail under Cyprus. It was because of contrary winds. They changed their direction. They planned to sail along the coast of Asia before. That was the original plan to get to Italy. But because of contrary winds, they had to sail under Cyprus. Now, if you understand how the map of that area is, I know how the map is, so I understand exactly. They actually planned to um, sail over the island, but instead they went under between where you have Cyprus and the African continent, Egypt. Instead of going above, they went under because of contrary winds. Hallelujah. How many times has your direction been changed because of contrary winds? How many times has your direction been changed because of contrary winds? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You can do something about it. You can do something about it. Glory to Jesus. You can do something about it. You can, you can, you can, you can do something about it. You can. Hallelujah. Yes, you can. You can do something about it. He said, when we talk about the contrary winds, what happened? Because these forces, they knew what Paul was going to accomplish in Italy. So they were doing their possible best to stop him by causing a shipwreck. That's what they were about. So Paul would not preach because they knew that at that time, Rome was the center of the earth. Just the way you have America today. That's how Rome was. So if Paul succeeds in taking the gospel to Rome, it will spread to the whole world. They knew that. That's why they were trying to stop him. 
Hallelujah. Of course, eventually he succeeded. And that was how the Roman Catholic Church was formed eventually. And the Christianity spread throughout the earth. Hallelujah. So they knew that that mission of Paul was going to spread the message of the gospel. So the forces, the principalities tried to stop him through contrary winds. Hallelujah. The devil knows that if you keep going the way you are going as you're serving God and you're doing all the right stuff, you are going to accomplish great things for God, for the kingdom of God and for yourself. So, he will set contrary winds to try to stop you. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. But like Jesus, you have the ability to stand and say, peace be still in the name of Jesus. You have the ability to rebuke every contrary wind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Like Jesus, you have the ability to say, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense to me. For thou savourest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. Hallelujah. You can rebuke every storm. You can rebuke every contrary wind in the name of Jesus. You can because you have the ability to. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, it says, Be ye imitators of God as his dear children. Imitate him. Look at Jesus. What did Jesus do? Imitate Jesus. When he faced contrary winds, what did he do? He rebuked the winds and they obeyed. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Who art thou, O mountain? Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain, and he shall take the headstone, crying, Grace, grace with it. Hallelujah. He can make. Not only can he, but he has given you that ability to make every opposing force, every mountain standing before you. You can speak and you level them up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I was saying it some time ago. I said, God never gives free lands. If God tells you to do something, sooner or later, expect opposition. If God tells you to do something, expect opposition sooner or later. Opposition is going to come. Hallelujah. But don't be disturbed by that. Don't be bothered by that. Because God has put something in you. He has given you the ability to destroy every opposition. Hallelujah. Remember, Adam lost the dominion. But you now have the dominion because of what Jesus did. Jesus gave it back to you. Hallelujah. The problem with some Christians is that they are not using the dominion. Let's say there is that mountain before them or the contrary wind. Most people talk about the mountain. Instead of talking to the mountain, they talk about the mountain. Begin to talk about their problems and, oh, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. I, Someone like me, I, I hate self, I hate, I hate pity. I don't like anybody pitying me. I don't like anybody feeling sorry for me. Don't feel sorry for me. 
That's why I don't like telling people what I go through. I prefer to tell people where I'm going to than what I'm going through. Hallelujah. I prefer to tell people what I'm, where I'm going to than what I'm going through. Do you know why? Because the Bible says our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we look not at the things which are seen. While we are not focusing on what we are going through, the second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16, verse 17. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Hallelujah. Don't focus on what you are going through. Focus on where you are going to. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't some people like when everybody is feeling sorry for them and sending them message, oh, sorry about what you are going through. I feel sorry. No, 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 no. Don't feel sorry for me. It's part of the process. Hallelujah. The Bible says, endure hardness as a good soldier. Glory to God. Expect trouble every time God tells you something. Hallelujah. Expect trouble. Glory to God. When Jesus was interpreting the meaning of the parable of the sower. Hallelujah. And he said the sower went to sow and the seeds fell on dry ground. Hallelujah. The Bible says because of the word. Trouble came. Every time the word of God comes to you. Sooner or later trouble will also come. To steal that word because they know that if the word dwells in your heart it will produce results so the devil will try his possible best to steal the word from you hallelujah glory to God and he will come in the form of contrary winds hallelujah but God has given you dominion over the contrary winds what are you gonna do you begin to exercise dominion over the contrary winds in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, whatsoever is born of God. First John chapter 5 and verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. If you are born of God, if you have received Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, you are born of God. And the Bible says you have overcome the world. Exercise. When it says overcome, it means you have dominion over the world. Exercise it. Begin to speak. Hallelujah. Listen, sometimes when you speak, it may not happen instantly. But don't doubt because you didn't see an instant reaction or you didn't see instant results. Don't doubt. Because things first happen in the realm of the spirit before they happen physically. For example, in that same Mark chapter 11 we read earlier, Jesus spoke to a fig tree and said, No man will eat food from thee. From this day forward, he cursed the tree. But right after he cursed the tree, 
It was still looking fresh. It was still looking normal. But by the next day when they got there, they saw that the tree had dried up from the roots. What does that mean? When he spoke, instantly it got dried up in the roots. But that place was underground. You can see the roots underground. So even though on top it looked like it was still blossoming, under death process had begun. So sometimes when you speak to the victory of your life, when you speak to that opposing force of your life and you make that declaration and it still looks like it's glaring before you, brothers and sisters, something is happening under the ground. Something is happening. Glory to God. If only you don't give up. If you only don't give up, don't doubt. Eventually, you will see the full manifestation of what you've been talking about. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. When you make that declaration and you say, I am rich, I am powerful, I'm influential. After you've made such declarations, soon after, they send you a letter. You are owing to so and so. You are, they remind you of your student loan that you took. Or they remind you of something that you know, you're owing somewhere, one place or the other. And then the devil will say, how come? You say you are rich, but you are owing all this money. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. We walk by faith and not by sight. Glory to God. As far as I'm concerned, God said it. I believe it and that settles it. I'm not saying I'm rich because I have five million dollars in my account. No, I'm rich because God says I am. The Bible says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. So I say it based on what the word of God says. And I don't care what situations and circumstances around me look like. Glory to God. I am powerful. Glory to God. I'm influential. Because the word of God says so. The Bible says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm powerful. The Bible says you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Has the Holy Ghost come upon me? Yeah. Has the Holy Ghost come upon you? Yeah. If he has, then power has come upon you too. So you are powerful. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you influential? Yes, I am. The Bible says... He has made us kings and priests unto him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are kings and priests unto our God. That's influence, affluence. Hallelujah. The Bible says we are a chosen generation, a royal priest, the holy nation, peculiar people. I'm special. 
Glory to God. So when you are making those declarations, when you are exercising dominion, you are not doing so based on your circumstances. You are doing so based on what the word of God says. And in a matter of time, you will see the manifestation of all you are declaring. Hallelujah. So what is that contrary storm in your life? Make declarations by faith in the name of Jesus. Don't stop talking. Keep talking until you see the reward, the, the, the manifestation of your declaration. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I want you to say this with me. Say, I am born again. I am a child of God. I have dominion over the birds of the air, over the cattle in the fields, over the fish in the sea, and over every creeping thing on the face of the earth. And I exercise authority in the name of Jesus. I come against every contrary wind opposing me and I say in the name of Jesus go thank you father in Jesus name amen oh hallelujah glory 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 to God hallelujah hey 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 see this short prayer this short prayer that you just prayed is so powerful and you've done something already in the realm of the spirit glory to God remember what the Bible says the Egyptians you see today you will see them no more forever they'll be gone hallelujah glory to God so I congratulate you in advance hallelujah of your testimony because I know one thing is certain what God says you will accomplish you certainly will accomplish it hallelujah God bless you and I'm going to come to you again because I believe that you have been blessed you've learned something hallelujah I'll be with you again until I come to you again keep living in the atmosphere of God's Word God's worship and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.